0: If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Welcome to Episode 3 of the Maker Mom Podcast. On today's episode, I talk with Jacqueline Perez of the Painted Farm Clockery. I really enjoy talking with Jacqueline um, as we get into the interview you'll hear that she is a mom of four including the cutest ever little three month old Oliver who you might hear making some noise during the interview but totally cute noises anyways I think that Jacqueline does a really good job of putting things into perspective and and just being very honest about, you know, sometimes the, the struggle of managing everything at once, especially um, if you're doing it all on your own. So why don't we go ahead and dive right into this episode? All right. So, um, you know, again, thank you for joining me today. Uh, for doing oh, it's this little pleasure. Interview. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, so just to get started, can you give a little bit of kind of like a background on yourself, um, you know, uh, what it is that you make, the kind of making you do, and a little bit just about your, your family?
1: Yeah, so, um, I make wood clocks. Um, I use a CNC to do the cutouts on them, and I do woodworking to build the backings of them and I have four young boys one is three months one just turned two one is four and one is six and I'm kind of just starting my woodworking journey because I didn't know anything about it until I started making clocks Mm
0: -hmm. okay um and wowzer you have four under four six and under that's um yeah. <laughs> I give you mad props for that because I totally could not do that. Um. Oh, we get a lot of looks in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. And and four boys and then your husband. So you have a small basketball team on your hands. It like.
1: Yes. Yeah, we do. I don't, I don't think anyone is going to play basketball, though. My husband's pretty short.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so... Can you give me maybe a little bit of background um, about your uh, childhood? Like, did, were you creative as a kid? Was there anything kind of as you were growing up in early adulthood that started you on this journey?
1: Um, not necessarily into like building and woodworking. My dad is a carpenter or was a carpenter, he's retired now. Um, so he was always building things around the house, but myself growing up, I was really into music, like playing instruments and I did art for a little bit, but I never pursued it. I, I really pursued music as a child and into my younger adult years. Um, so I think that was my creative background as a kid, mostly music. Okay. And then, yeah it kind of got harder to do once the kids came because they don't want to let you practice or anything. They're very interested, which is also nice.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes, very much so. Okay. um, So how long then have you been making and how did you get your start?
1: I have been doing this for just over three years. I think it was three years in September. And I started by, I saw a clock online and I thought it was so beautiful. And I was like, I want to buy one of these for my mom. And I couldn't find one. And then I did find one and it was like $400 and I didn't have that to spend. But then I saw somebody selling a spool, Mm -hmm. like one of those wooden construction Mm -hmm. spools And I put two and two together that that clock I saw was made out of a spool. So I bought the spool from the guy and I brought it home and disassembled it. And um, I made a clock out of it and it was terrible (laughs) and it was all wrong. But then a friend of ours saw it and he's like, you know, I have a good hookup. I can get you those for a really great price. And he one day came home with 20. Oh, wow. And then... Yeah, it was great, and then I kind of kept making more, and then people were like, "Well, you should make a Facebook page because I want to buy these," and that's kind of how it started blossoming from the spool clocks, mostly.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, was that the first time you ever picked up a tool, or do you have any previous experience? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I I, I had never picked up a tool. I didn't even start using. The jigsaw was the very first tool that I used aside from a drill. Um, But, and I was so scared of it. I'd wait for my husband to come home to do the jigsawing. And then one day he was too busy and I was like, screw it. I'm just going to try it. And it wasn't as bad as I thought. Mm -hmm. And then that gave, that was like my gateway tool. It gave me more confidence to try new tools. And yeah, now I've tried a lot.
0: (laughs) What do you think it was that you found intimidating about you know, trying that tool out on your own.
1: I didn't wanna hurt myself. I thought that I was gonna like cut my hand off or something, that was, <laughs> that's my biggest fear of tools is hurting yeah. myself.
0: Yeah, I totally, totally understand that part of it. Um, okay, so did you have, it didn't necessarily sound like it um, kind of as you've been talking, but did you have any in, intent on turning it into a business?
1: Uh, No, not when I first started. But then as more orders came in, or people started buying things, I was like, okay, this is really great. But probably, even for the first year, I never thought that it would get to the point where it is now, Mm -hmm. where I would be wanting to hire help and buying things in bulk and investing in a giant CNC machine. Mm -hmm. I never thought it would get to that where I would actually have to like pay taxes on the money
0: I was making. Right. Yep. Yeah. So what, I mean, I guess can you dive in a little bit more to that journey of like, I mean just getting to the point of buying a giant CNC machine, like how did you get to that point?
1: So I had, like I mentioned, I had the hookup to get the schools and that was the only thing I made clocks out of. And then one day it kind of started drying up and I was like, okay, I really need to figure out how I can keep doing this uh, because they were in pretty high demand. And I, so I did a lot of research and I found out that I could cut my own circles using a circle jig mm-hmm. because I did try cutting a few circles with the jigsaw and they were terrible. Um, so I invested in a router and the jig And I learned how to cut my own circles. And then I think that was what pushed me into pushing my own boundaries Mm -hmm. as to trying new things and making new designs. Um, And I had been painting the numbers on. And I think, you know, I think seeing all these scroll saw artists really made me want to. I originally wanted to get a scroll saw. Because I wanted to do cutout numbers, mm-hmm. and then I was looking at like I did so much research and looking into the uh, the sizes of the scroll saw. I knew I wouldn't be able to cut out the cutouts that I needed because they have to be thirty inches, and I didn't think I'd be able to do that on a mm-hmm. scroll saw, the thirty yeah. inch diameter. Um, and then I discovered the CNC machine, and. So it i don't I looked into it for about three months before I actually made the dive mm-hmm. um, and I think it was just really wanting to offer different products, different styles and just keep pushing myself as a maker to try new things and learn new skills
0: in woodworking and otherwise mm-hmm. so do you uh, do you use some kind of like 3 d 3D- uh, modeling program to go with that CNC. So it's the Shapeoko, and the software that it comes with is called
1: Carbide Create, and that's where I actually paid a graphic designer to make my designs because I have no graphic designing experience, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I tried and it just made me cry. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna pay someone. So then you have the Carbide Create program where you have to input your SVG file mm-hmm. and then you set your tool pass and that's the tool pass uh, they tell the router what to do, the CNC. Mm-hmm. So that's where you really pro- do all the programming. So I haven't gone into any 3D stuff yet. That scares uh-huh. me, but I yeah. know I'm going to try it eventually.
0: <laughs> um, so I'm assuming like getting that CNC has probably been, you've been able to increase your productivity as well. Oh, it's,
1: it's been the best investment I ever made for myself. Like I can have it running downstairs. Mm-hmm. It, it goes in, in my basement and while it's working, then I can be upstairs like making dinner or just doing the house stuff and being with the kids. Cause I can't use the power tools unless you're both napping, the both the mm-hmm. ones that are at home right now.
0: So that's been really great for me. Yeah, I bet. Um, I've been been kind of hemming and hawing for a while about getting a CNC, and I'm sure eventually that will be in my future as well. Um, it's a
1: really great machine. Like, whenever anyone asks me about it, I can't say anything bad. I mm-hmm. highly recommend it, and especially for the price for mm-hmm. the shape of it anyways.
0: Yes. Yep, I found
1: Yeah, it's been my best investment yet.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. So how do you manage being, you know, an active busy mom of four, a maker, and you know, running this business all at the same time?
1: Uh it's it's difficult. It's definitely difficult. And I try not to give the impression that it's easy because I have my fair share of meltdowns and my husband is really great. He will always go pick up my materials for me. I can give him a list and he'll go get it, um, which is a huge help. Mm-hmm. And then I do have someone come in once a week to help me. And she has been a huge support as well. Like there is no chance I would have got through last Christmas without her. So I've just been learning to ask for help when I need it. And Mm -hmm. to admit to myself that I can't do it all Um, because like there's, there's no way that I would be able to manage my house, manage my business and then make everything for the business as well. There's not enough hours in a day and I need the sleep when I can get (laughs) it.
0: Yes, absolutely. I can't do
1: those nighttime hustles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, So like, you know, having someone come in and help you, once a week are they, is she helping with kiddos? Is she helping with the back end business side? What's she helping with?
1: Yeah, she helps me with um, just like painting things and doing, <laughs> helping me to finish projects. So mm-hmm. I'll usually try and get all the woodworking stuff prepped so I can have work for her to do, like mm-hmm. staining the circles and spray painting the, the cutouts or painting the numbers on the clocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hacking and shipping. That's one of my biggest, I'm not very good at that, um, yeah. but so it's, it's been great having her. <laughs> she helps me with all the stuff that I just can't get done in a day.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Where do you feel like that tipping point was where you realized like, okay, I need to bring on more help.
1: Um, I think it was when I looked at like my order book that was totally full. And I realized, you know, there's no chance of me getting all this done by
0: mm-hmm. Christmas
1: time. She, she came on, I think, late September last year. And um, we had become friends kind of prior to her coming. And she was kind of looking for something. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I could really use some help. Like I had orders that needed to be shipped out that I couldn't get to, and she, she offered, and I was like, you know what, that's probably a really great idea, mm-hmm. and I don't think I could go back to not having her anymore. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely, okay. Um, now, so you have four kids, one only three months old. Um, yeah. How has that, and let's see, you've had two of those kids since you've been making, correct? that
1: yes
0: yeah so how has that been is has there been a difference between you know you had your first two kids and then having two kids and then getting back into the swing of of making
1: um yeah so this time it's definitely been really hard Um, after Oliver was born Emilio he was the other one that was born while I was doing clocks and I think I got back to making like three weeks after he was born because I just loved it. And Mm -hmm. I also didn't have the pressures of like cutting things on the CNC. I didn't have the demand that I have Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. So now there's more demand than what I can keep up with, which I'm super thankful for, but I have to be really realistic. Like I can't work. I can't make that many clocks. Mm -hmm. Um, So with Oliver, it was really hard because I have my well, I guess he's my second youngest now. He's still really high maintenance. He's two years old. Right. Yeah. Um the other the older two, they're they're good. They'll play with each other and they don't need me as much. But Mm. having a baby and a two year old, um it it's it's been super hard this time. Mm -hmm. Just I'm just not putting the pressure on myself. I'm not taking any orders for Christmas and because the pressure is what gets me that's what right. makes me break down yep so yeah okay. this is this has been the hardest time getting back into it so if i don't if i don't pressure myself with deadlines and orders then it allows me to create more freely mm-hmm. and i'll be able to get more done and then i can be more present with my kids too
0: mhm do you find it all like the act of making being um, a stress relief from all the uh, crazy absolutely. stuff that goes on. <laughs> yeah, for
1: sure, a hundred percent. And I think that is one of also one of the reasons why I pursued this. Um, just looking at a finished product when it's done and saying, you know, I made this with my hands. Well, now with the cutout clocks and <laughs> CNC helped too. But mm-hmm. it's just like coming up with new designs and trying new things that is where my 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 stress relief comes from that's like my my therapy when i get to have the time now and just to even even just getting paid at the end of the day like saying you know i i did this like this Mm -hmm. is all from things that i did um and not like it's a huge income but it's a bit of an income and it's it has helped our family over the past couple of years right so that also gives me another sense of fulfillment too
0: mhm mhm uh now have you been a stay at home mom with all four
1: yeah and i didn't have like a career that i left or anything mm-hmm. before i got pregnant i was selling cars and I did pretty good at it. But it wasn't something where I was like, you know, I went to school for this. I really love going to work every day. So the decision for me to be a stay-at-home mom was pretty simple. Um, and we get maternity, in Canada, we get maternity leave, pay for a year. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. And then after that year was up, um, we kind of looked at everything and we said, okay, we can afford for me to stay home. Uh, so that's what we decided. And yeah, I, I've been happy with that
0: decision. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What would you say is your favorite part about being a maker?
1: I, I think there's a couple favorite parts because definitely like learning how to build things has been my favorite part. Just like I find working with power tools, it's so what's the word it's it's satisfying it's empowering mm-hmm. that's what it is i i just i loved in a it's used to be i think not anymore like pretty male dominated woodworking was more male dominated and now i see so many women mm-hmm. getting into it and i love that and i think that's empowering seeing all these women out there building things and pushing themselves and working from home or working after work and But also another part that I have loved about this is like the Instagram community that I have gotten to know. And I know that doesn't have anything to do with actually making, but it's been such a great community. Like I've made so many really great friends through Instagram Mm -hmm. and I never really thought that that aspect of it would be an aspect.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I don't, I don't know if it's specifically the culture kind of, the subculture created by Instagram, or specifically the the culture of makers. And I suspect it's probably a mix of the two. Um, yeah. But I, I really do feel like makers specifically, it's kind of like you know, you can really kind of bond almost instantly with somebody just over like shop talk things and like how somebody's. Yeah, doing exactly. Them.
1: Yes. Yeah, I, I, I never thought I'd, I'd get excited to talk about power tools with people, but <laughs> yeah. now, like, I'm asking for help on which Mitre saw to buy, and I have so many people to talk to and give me advice, and yeah, like, I don't need new clothes, I need new tools. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: All right, so then what, what would you say is your favorite part about being a mom?
1: I just love watching my kids like it's sad to watch them grow up but it's also pretty amazing seeing who they're turning into and just the funny things that they say like I don't know they just slay me sometimes and just seeing different parts of my and my husband's personalities in them and even similarities to like my brothers and sisters just Uh watching them communicate with each other and I think it'll be a lot of fun once they're older and going on outings with them. I mean, we've been pretty housebound having lots of babies close together. So
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm excited to go camping and going on like small trips and taking them out,
0: just experiencing time with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's definitely the fun part. I, um, you know, I only have two, My oldest is five, and my youngest will be three in January. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: But we're finally kind of getting back into that new normal, where it's like
1: we can't go take
0: trips and stuff like that. And it's just, it's you know, it's fun watching them explore the world.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Like, no more diapers, no more naps, no more – you can just actually be a person –
0: with your little (laughs) people. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Um, So you kind of touched on it and you said, you know, a little bit about like, it's not necessarily anymore a male dominated field, but has there been any challenges that you've had to face and kind of stepping into what's traditionally been a male dominated field?
1: Um, I would say the biggest challenges have been facing my own fears. Uh, I have never had a negative experience like from other makers Mm -hmm. or like where I feel like oh I can't post this because I'm a woman Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it was more my fears like oh I'm not strong enough or you know I don't I don't have the skills like when I for the jigsaw I was like I'm not strong enough I'm gonna mess it up Um, like this is something that a guy should do. And mm-hmm. that was kind of before I was in, into the Instagram world, too, mm-hmm. because I find definitely seeing other women on Instagram posting their builds, it's so inspiring. But my big, it was just myself just being scared of of trying, just thinking that I couldn't do it or mm-hmm. that it's just not for me,
0: but it's for everyone. Exactly. Okay um do you feel so you kind of mentioned about do you feel like Instagram maybe helped you a little bit open your eyes about all the women out there who are making as well
1: oh for sure um especially in the past year and a bit uh when I've made more connections and like more real friendships and seeing people sharing their tips and tricks and their stories like maybe you don't necessarily think right away that that is helping someone but i have learned so much just from watching people build on instagram and things that i might have been too shy to ask about like silly things mm-hmm. um like when you're doing a glue up to make the greens switch directions if that even makes sense like on the boards
0: yep yep
1: it's something I never paid attention to, and then someone mentioned it in a story, and I was like, "Wow, so that's why all my board, my my rounds have been getting warped because I've been doing this wrong mm-hmm. um and just things that I would have never really known how to ask, even when people say This is why I do this and this is why I do that uh it just it helps a lot
0: mm-hmm. okay. Um, What is your hope uh, for your kids to learn from watching you be both a a maker and also, you know, running your own business?
1: Um, I hope that it shows them that they can really do anything they want if they set their mind to it, but also that it's okay to – not be the best at everything my kids have definitely seen me have (laughs) meltdowns when things break or things go wrong and I really have to watch how I react when they're around because um, their minds are so moldable at this Mm -hmm. stage and my husband is also self-employed so I think between us both we're really like you know if you want to try something try it and try Mm -hmm. your best and if If it's not for you, that's fine, but don't quit because you make a mistake or if you make 10 mistakes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because it took me like a solid three months to learn how to use the CNC. And that my oldest, he always asks me about the CNC now and it's really cute. Um, (laughs) He's like, So it's working now, right? (laughs) But I just want them to not to have the confidence to try something. If they say, you know, I want to try Snowboarding, or I want to learn how to play this musical instrument, or I want to try building something. Oh, I'll be so happy to try and help them build something for sure. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay, so the last question that I like to ask is you know, what if you met a mom who wanted to start making? And by making, I define that, you know, not necessarily just as like woodworking, but really creating anything. Um, but was hesitant to kind of take that leap or take that first step, what's something you would say to her?
1: Just do it. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I I guess because I didn't, you know, sit down and say, okay, I'm going to make a business out of this. I kind of eased into it and it just happened to me. And I feel like I'm very lucky for that. Um, but if somebody you know, was nervous to start, but they feel that creative spark, a spark is all it takes to light a fire, and you just have to feed it a little bit. and um, even just take 20 minutes and sit down and draw a plan. Just make a little doodle, a scribble of whatever you want to make or paint. And sometimes that's all it takes. and once you get that inspiration in your heart and in your mind, for me anyways, I can't relax until I make it happen even if I have to work while I'm making dinner and like give my kids craft dinner, I just got to do it. So if, yeah, if someone told me that they were hesitant to start, but they wanted to do it for yourself and not for anyone else. And then I think you'd be surprised what comes out of it and what you can do.
0: Okay. Um, So Jacqueline, um, if you could, just tell me, um, how can people follow you if they want to follow your journey? Uh, where can they find you on social media?
1: I'm on Instagram, the Painted Farm Clockery. and That's where I do all like my behind-the-scenes stuff. I do a lot of stories. And also, I have a Facebook page, which is mostly used for... That's how people purchase from me, is through Facebook. I don't have a website and I've tried Etsy twice now and failed at it. So I'm just sticking to Facebook and Instagram.
0: Okay. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, speak with me today. And um, oh, thank you. I wish you and Oliver to have a very good rest of your day. Um, I think he's sleeping now,
1: so hopefully <laughs> he doesn't wake up when I put him down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, well, like I said, I miss, I miss those noises in those days sometimes. Um,
1: oh, it's such a special time. I, I'm i just cherishing every minute that I can with him because he's already growing up so fast. Yeah,
0: and he's super yeah. adorable. Um, for those of you who have aren't following Jacqueline, you need to go do that because she posts super adorable pictures of Oliver and you can totally get your baby fix. <laughs> For yeah. sure.
1: Oh, the amount of messages I get about people's ovaries starting up. <laughs> 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 when you see that baby.
0: I, I am sure. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I apologize in advance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, thank you again. Again, that was Jacqueline Perez of the Painted Farm Clockery. And don't worry, I will include links so you can check out her Instagram and Facebook pages all in the show notes. Uh, That's it for this week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other maker moms you know.